if a fetish priest can have faith in the name of Jesus, it will work. But it doesn't mean that God accepts that person. He said, I know you not. He did not say, I was not responsible for the prophecy you prophesied. But he said, you the person, I don't know you. So God accepts us based on our life, not our action, our dealings. So that you think that, well, I can go and do whatever I want and come to church, dress up nicely, and it, it pleases God. No. What is receiving is what you call service. It's not the act, not what you are doing, but what your life is. No matter how clean water is, if you put it in a dirty cup, no one will drink it. Right? Now, if the water says, oh, I'm clean, so it doesn't matter about the cup. You are deceiving yourself. So God accepts the container. Wow. God approaches the thing by the container first than the content. Yes. I know you not. Take me to the next verse. He said, this is your service. Your service is not the song you are singing. It's not the ushering. It's not the evangelism. But it's the fact that your life is for God. Then he says, and be not conformed to this world. He said, don't go back. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good. Do you see? So he says, now, consecrate your life. And when you consecrate your life, do not do the things that the people do in the world. Don't think like the world anymore. That's a consecrated life. Think in conformity with God. It said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind. You know, many of us here, when we go into your mind, you really love Jesus, but you have not made up your mind for Jesus. You are at that point where you say, what if I give my whole heart to this thing and it doesn't work? Did all those communications go to heaven? So he does it. Your mind is not renewed. Do you see? You're, you are still here and there. The book of James says a double-minded person cannot receive. So one of the fastest ways not to walk in God's supernatural provision or the blessings of God is to have a double mind. You cannot receive. God cannot force it into you. He said be transformed. So transformation comes with the mind. So if you are not transformed yet, it means you are not thinking right. It's your life. The Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives even unto death. We are all born again but our levels of consecration are different. That's why our transformations are different. Transformations. You can see people moving in a certain dimension of power. 
and others still crawling, trying to find their feet in their walk with God. It's consecration. Have you offered your heart to Jesus totally? Have you offered your mind to Jesus totally? He says, when you do that, then you will be able to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Do you see? If you set yourself apart, you see well. That's what God is saying. You can't be among sinners and be saying that thy thing is good. You cannot say that on authority. You cannot be among drunkards and be able to say on authority that holiness is the will of God. So you see, there are a lot of Christians they are here and there. Their opinions are not established. They cannot take a stand. They say, well, I think that people can do what they want. It is between them and their God. It, you see, that statement is coming from an unconsecrated vessel. Elijah so consecrated himself that when he saw the priest of Baal, immediately he knew they must die. That's consecration. He said, these people, they must, they must all die. And he caught fire from heaven to consume all of them. When you become consecrated, you see clearly, you see well. Anyone that says, well, uh, drink but don't be drunk. It's not a concern. His life is not for God yet. So when a person comes to you and says, okay, you have been going to church. What do you think? Is drinking bad or is drinking good? You say, well, it depends on the drinker. <laughs> because you, see, you don't want to implicate yourself because you don't even, you yourself, you don't know where you stand. You are not sure that if you say drinking is bad, tomorrow perhaps you may also find yourself drinking. So you don't want to open the floodgates. You just want to. See, you have not made up your mind. It's so sad. See, those are the people playing games with God. In their mind, they are coming to see what God can do. And because I know that God wants me to be in a certain way, let me just, for the meantime, my heart is not really, I don't really want this God. You know, I don't really want to give my life to him, but I want what is in his hand. So let me just come along. Perhaps if I can pray, if I can fast, if I can depend on God, he may help me to pass my exam. He may perhaps give me a wife. That's a strategy. But God cannot use that. Because God wants all of you or none of you. That's God. So you see that those people do not see results. And it makes it look like God is not faithful. Check your heart and your mind. What is in your mind? He said then you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, you can be working with God and you know what is perfect. You know that holiness is the perfect will of God. You know that you are not confused about tithing. You don't even need someone to preach to you about. You know, everybody's struggling. Listen, struggling with any ordinance of God is because you are not consecrated. Can this one say, I, I don't want to be here? No. This one has no mouth again. Because he consecrated himself his will is subjected to the one 
whom he has concentrated himself to. He cannot say, well, I'm tired of being here. So I'm tired of going to church. You can't be tired. Your life is not your own. Amen. Consecration is beautiful. When God sees your mind, don't play games with God. God is real. You are too small to begin to look at, let me trick God. No, you have not said it, but that's your strategy. Because you've not made the decision that God, I'm going to walk with you till the end of time. I've taken a stand. Job said, I've made a covenant with you, God. I've made a covenant. Do you know what a covenant is? It means if I default, deal with me. That I may not look upon a maid. Wow. Consecration. So I can't, when I sleep, I can't have dreams of angels and all. What have you been looking at? God does not force himself into men. You can't be looking at naked women and expect to see the prophetic destiny of people. No. You continue to see Mame Wata in your dream manifesting with you, sleeping with you on the bed. That's it. Praise Jesus. Consecration. I made that decision. It got to a time I so consecrated myself that, you know, when you are in the university, the best way of greeting is hugging. I don't know whether it's still around. Like, when you see people, they, all of a sudden, people forget that you can shake hands, but it's like, everybody's hugging you. So when I went to university, I said, wow, this is, this is beautiful. It's like everybody. It doesn't matter. Everybody. And it was so prevalent in church. When we close, like, you can So, you know, some of the boys were so always happy in church because, <laughs> and the hugging happens after church. So you can't just wait to close. You see, some boy was sitting at the back. He will quickly come to the front and, you know, hug everybody. The hang is not bad per se, but you see, the mind that follows the heart, the mind with which you are hugging is, is the problem. Praise Jesus. So, I got to a level, I said, no, this thing is not working. The hugging is not working for me. <laughs> are you here or you've gone home? Look, you must know what works for you and what does not work for you. Some people, it works for them. But for me, at that point in my life, because see, I became born again immediately, then I went to university. And now everybody's hugging, all kinds of people hugging you. And me, myself, I'm struggling to pray. We say, let's pray. 30 minutes, I'm sitting on the floor. I'm tired. Because of the things that were in my soul. So I got to a point, I said, no. You see, there are levels of consecration. I'm telling you, levels. One day, Kenneth Hagin said to God, I'm going to so much consecrate myself and I'm going to fast twice a week. Those two days of the week, I'm going to give it to you. And then God spoke to him and said, I don't want two out of seven. Give me the whole seven. 
That's how Kenneth Hagin lived his life. He lived a fasted life. That's why I'm even talking about him today. He lived a fasted life. One day he was there in a room. When you read a book, How to Be Led by the Spirit. He was there. One of his fasting endeavors. And Jesus walked into the room and sat by him. And he began to have conversation. This is no more like coming to church. You know, that's what I'm saying. There are dimensions. You, you may become a spectator of something like a religion. But they are dealings in God. Depth in God. And when you enter those diamonds, you won't want to come down again. Like I told you, when you enter an aeroplane, you've been using Uber or Trotro for a long time. You won't want to get down. When the aeroplane even stop you, you want to get down. Jesus entered this room. I'm talking about this Jesus that we all pray to and worship. That we have not seen before. He chose one man, entered his room, sat down, began to talk with him. Physical. It was a trance. Began to talk with him for hours. Hey. <laughs> and others are in church praying, and Jesus is with Kenneth Hagan talking. How can you hijack a whole Jesus? Jesus that churches have cathedrals have been built for his presence you have him physically with you in your room Jesus that people are looking for in mountains in churches in places people are traveling to go and look for Jesus you have him talking with you in your room look at the presence he will come with look at the presence he will come with in that small room look at the saturation of the presence consecration there's a man that in america he says anytime he begins to read any book of the bible the person who wrote the book appears to him yes so he has seen moses physically he has seen jeremiah physically he has seen enoch physically do you think it is the same experience why did they give us the words in the bible it is to tell us that there was an encounter you can never read this bible and experience what it was i'm telling you but the essence of giving us the text the text is just a shadow of a reality your faith can never be influenced to such a dimension until you begin to have some of these encounters there's a woman in america she travels to heaven at will. She says when she's coming to sleep, there's a certain posture that can take her to heaven. Now, how can you tell such a person that heaven doesn't exist? It's the fiction of someone's imagination. He, she has been there so many times. One day, she was having a, a meeting in America, like a conference, and she was talking about the experiences in heaven. And there was a young prophet in that meeting. And the young prophet raised his hand and said, Mom, I had an encounter to go to heaven once in my life. Once. And when I went there, I saw Jesus and I saw you. And I see you holding meetings here most of the time. I want to ask you a question. Do you live in heaven or you live on earth? And she said, the truth of the matter is that I live in heaven and I live on earth at the same time. At will. consecration and for you it is just a story that you were told him in, in sunday school it's just a story why because of consecration 
there are things that when you experience you don't need somebody to convince you again that's why we come together to press in into the presence of God that God may give us an encounter because listen this faith that you are holding on to it is not assured until you have an encounter that's why people start well but they don't end well when the issues of life begin to come when you complete school and you begin to start looking for a job and it looks like it has become a bit not straightforward you may begin to say this god is a liar because you knew the god of the books not the god of the spirit you did not press into an encounter you don't have it you know people that's why people can say i used to do the work of god they never knew god because they never consecrated themselves I never saw certain dimensions of my life until like this consecration is real. It's a reality. When I was doing business, I never prayed for anyone to be delivered. Nine years. I lay hands on people. They, don't, they are standing there looking at me. Nothing. Nine years. I Why? Because I gave myself to the God of business. And the God of business is the God of money. He does not bring manifestations and what encounters he gives you what you give yourself to so i knew the dimensions of money but i did not know the expressions of god what do you want god or money make a decision what do, why are you here what do you want academic excellence or god what do you why are you here ask yourself why are you here is it a marriage you want not everybody got a wife through god you can get a wife outside god so if you came here because of the things God can give you, please, you can get some at shop right. When you go, the price is there. There's no need to pray that God will give you a TV when they are selling some at Akramo. But I want God. I'm desperate for God. I want him. David said, take the kingdom. Take the women. He said, take everything, but do not take away your consecration God use me uh, you cannot tell a consecrated person you, you can't talk to a consecrated person anyhow it's not possible that I want to marry you by or let, let us uh, you know uh, let, no, you, a consecrated person the person thinks more about how God feels this is not for me anymore this pulpit does not go where he wants to. He goes where we take him to. So, coming to stand by this pulpit to say that, look, follow me home. It won't work. Praise Jesus. Our life is not our own. We are not looking for money. We are looking for God. Christians have not seen this. He said, then you'll be able to prove the acceptable will of God. There are many Christians, they can't prove. They can't prove. They can't prove. You know, yesterday I met a woman. He says, me, I have, I have a problem with, uh, you know, these Christians because when they are praying, they will be doing blah, 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 blah. And I said, woman, she's very influential, quite rich, and Lebanese. So, semi-white. 
Do you get it? So that's my problem. They will be, they will be praying, ba 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 ba. Prayer is supposed to be silent, you know. And I say, look, she's a Muslim. I say, you, when you are coming to pray, you have to kneel down, and put your head on the floor. And I've not said I have a problem with that. Why do you think that before you pray, you have to put your head? Don't you think you you have problem with you? <laughs> I should be more concerned that this head you used to hit the floor, hit the floor, hit the floor. You create problem because God didn't create us like that. But you see, if you are not consecrated, you begin to think that praying the way you pray is rather wrong. And then because she's consecrated, so she's more convinced about even what she's doing, even though it doesn't make sense. Consecration gives you boldness. That God will have his way with us. That God will use us. That God will have his way. That my life will no more be my own. It's not about the things I want to do for God, but the things he would have me do. Listen, I so consecrated my life that when we completed university, I knew I was a bright student. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I had contact. But I was not hearing from God. And I said, God, I am not my own property. I cannot move when you have not moved. So I climbed the mountain 44 days. Praying. And I prayed one prayer. What would you have me do? Day one, I didn't hear God. Day two, I didn't hear God. Day three, I didn't hear God. The more I was not hearing God, the more I was pressing into God. What would you have me do? Why did you bring me into the world? Day 33. All these days, no food. No food. I have finished university. I'm living in Tema. When you finish university, like now, the way you have finished university, you are madame, you are not like a student anymore. <laughs> they call you graduate. You see, your father will begin to boast, oh, man, you're graduate. Oh. So you begin to get fans in the society. You can't wait to go home. On that mountain, in the cold, I was not eating 44 days pressing into God. You know, people don't just become great. You can't wish to be great. There's a level of consecration that develops into certain levels of manifestation. 33rd day, I collapsed. Out of fastings, I collapsed. It was 1st August 2000 when did I complete school? 2009, 1st August. I collapsed. And how I knew that I collapsed was that, you see, when I was fasting and praying, 33rd day, I, I became so stiff. And I was praying. God, show me your will. <laughs> and when I realized I was outside, they were pouring water on me. That's when I knew that, no, I collapsed pouring water on me. And a pastor came to tell me, he said, you get up and eat. That's not how you do it. You will die. Oh. 
I said, no. No. I need to hear God. That night when I went back into the room, that was when God spoke to me on the 33rd day. He said, where sin abound, grace abound the more. Go and publish the gospel in all the earth. Joy entered my heart. But if you don't offer yourself, he cannot speak to you. Many of us have never heard the voice of God. Why? He does not speak to people who have not consecrated themselves to him. Press into God. Praise Jesus. A consecrated life is a decorated life. It's beautiful. We don't have option. Our option is God. Our option is what has God said. That's what we do. Our life is not ordinary. We move by the leadings of God. So beautiful. You know, before I came here, I was on, on the phone with someone. And he said, he saw that I posted something on my wall. He said, I said, Tamale and Bolly. I saw, I posted on my Facebook. And he said, Osofo, he's a military man. He said, Osofo, are you going there? Because I want to take permission from my work and whatever you want to go, I'll follow you. Wow. Wow. I said, yes, I want to go there. So I'm going to take permission. You will never have certain results you see, until your life is for God. Consecration. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But you want to make a decision that God take my life. Take my life. Joshua chapter 3 verse 5. Joshua told the people consecrate yourselves. Joshua told the people. This is where many of us are. We are at that point where we are going to make a decision of consecration. Where we don't have options anymore. Where our life is not part of us and part of God. 100% God. 100% the will of God. 100% the desires of God. 100% dedicated to the things of God. He said, Joshua told the people. Joshua. Always there has to be someone who tells the people. Because Joshua was consecrated. He was moving in a certain dimension with God. So he told the people, consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. These people have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years looking for the promised land. You see, if your life is not consecrated, you'll be wandering. You see your wife, you walk past your wife. Every time, you see, you have to go and make a lot of mistakes before you find the way. Because your life is not in the hand of the navigator. God is a navigator. He shows you the way. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The navigator. He said, consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourself. The secret is in consecration. Consecrate yourself. He didn't say be saved. These people, in a sense, were God's people, so they were saved. But they were not consecrated. There are many people saved, but they are not consecrated. So I'm born again, but I use my life for what I want to use it for. He said, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, 
The Lord will do amazing things among you. Do you know what it means? It means that without consecration, God does not do amazing. The amazing is subject to consecration. That's why our testimonies are different. Our father is one. Joshua revealed the secret. If you want to see a Christian whose life is amazing, that is a Christian whose life is consecrated. He said, consecrate yourselves. I've been working with you guys for 40 years. You've been looking for the promised land. A journey of 40 days have taken you 40 years. Why? Because your life is not consecrated. You see, do you know why you are so struggling? It is not the will of God for you to struggle. It is because you have failed to put your life in the hand of God. You are not settled with God. You don't believe that God can take care of you. So you are trying other options. He said, enough is enough. Enough of the wanderings. He said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things. God is about to do some amazing things in your life. Your amen is on admission. God is about to reveal certain dimensions of himself to some of you. In this camp, some of you are going to have encounters of amazing hand of God. The amazing is a product of consecration. The amazing. The amazing is a product of consecration. So when you are not seeing the amazing dimension of God in your life, begin to ask yourself, what is your consecration? Some of you, maybe you are done with school, you are thinking about national service. That's not your work. A Christian does not worry. You don't think. It is beyond you. It is, be, it is resolved. It is settled. So you don't think about things that, that are settled. Because you know where your life is. You know whom you have believed. Some of you are reading exam. You don't even know. You, how can you write an exam and you don't know what you will get? You don't know. Say, I'm praying, perhaps I will pass. No. People did not write an exam and yet they passed. And you wrote exam and you are not sure whether you will pass. Consecration. Consecration. There was a guy, he's so consecrated. This happened in Nigeria. He so consecrated himself that one day he woke up, he had an exam and he didn't know, so he didn't study. When he went into the classroom, they said there's exam. I'm talking about university. They said there's exam. Say, ah, I've been praying and doing all this so winning evangelism. I did not know that we had exam. And when he sat before the paper, he, he began to pray. Pray that God, my life is yours. Take over. And suddenly he heard a voice. He said, I am the Lord your God. Jehovah Academia. That's what he had. Jehovah. You see, you know God by the dimension he has revealed himself to you. He said, I'm Jehovah what? Academia. You've not heard it before. Yes. But long time ago, you had not heard Jehovah Rapha before. It was Moses who revealed that dimension. Then you knew that there's a dimension of God called Rapha, meaning he's a healer. He said, I am Jehovah Academia. And he said, he began to hear God speaking to him. He wrote everything and passed with distinction. He did better than everybody in the room. 
Jehovah Academia. <laughs> Consecration takes you into depth. He said, I will do amazing things. How many of you want amazing things in your life? Amazing things. Amazing things. I was in Nigeria. Amazing thing. I was in Nigeria on Sunday when someone sent me land document in Northern region. How? I'm not in Ghana. There are people living in Ghana. In fact, there was a pastor who went with this guy to buy the land and his superintendent over the land. The guy lives in US and the land was not given to the person that worked hard to secure the land. When did all the land documentation. I am somewhere. I don't know this guy. I have not met him before. I have not seen him before. And then God decides to he said consecrate yourself for tomorrow. I will do amazing. That means that God has been desiring to do amazing things in your life. The only thing that blocks him is that your life is not consecrated. It's not on the altar. So he can't. Did not read the Bible? He says Jesus could not perform any miracle because of the attitude of the people. What has God been limited by because of your life? And how long are you going to limit God from the amazing? There's a life in Christianity called the amazing. It's called the amazing. Wow. It's called the amazing. Where you begin to see amazing things. And when I call this guy, this fellow, and I'm saying thank you for, you know, doing this great thing. He said, uh, he said man of God, you know what? I have another four plots in, uh, in, in, in Kumasi. I want you to have it. How? 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 How can you tell me that when we come to church, we are wasting our time? I don't understand though. I don't understand because what we do in church is just 1% of what we do. It's not about church. It's about our life. It's about our life. You can never understand this. Yes, I met a very influential woman. He said, you people, you like, you like wasting time every time instead of going to work. And I don't get it. You see, going to work, that is my work. That's my worship the lady asked her why are you doing all these things you are doing it to have something at the end of the day i'm also doing something and i'm getting something at the end of the day i'm getting something if that thing was not working you have every right to question it it is can you tell me any other thing if you ask me that stop this thing you people you these pastors that you have can stop this thing and go and get some real work to do what do you mean by real work that in a week I can possess six plots of land. Do you know that it takes people about 50 years to work and work and work and not be able to save to buy one plot of land? Do you know? Do you know or you don't know? Don't tell me these things doesn't work. And you see, the reason why I call this campus, listen, I don't want to be one person always testifying. You see, you have to testify for yourself. Because there comes a point in your life where, you see, it's no more about my reality. It is about your reality as well. Because when those times come, you have to be able to stand tall and say that I know my God will provide. So I will not bow. It is based on revelation. If you don't have it, you will bow. Say, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. Why not today? Because today, they were not consecrated. He say, ask for tomorrow. Because you are going to consecrate yourself today, I can move. Could it be that you've just been walking left, right, center because you have been at one place because of an unconsecrated life. Many Christians' lives are not consecrated. So they are not moving. They are not moving. They are not moving. 
<laughs> it's beautiful. You are going to pray. You say, God, I have not known this thing for a long time, but consecrate my life. I'm offering myself to you. It's an act of will. It's an act of will. My heart. Lift it up. Begin to worship. Begin to worship. We'll get into prayer very soon. Begin to worship. And mean what you are saying. Oh, Jesus. My heart wants desire. Is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy, set apart for you. My master, ready to do your will. 